So I've had the I've had the ups. I've had people yell nerd at me just driving past me on the street. Really? That's something that still happens? Yeah. Well, I had I had that Guy Fieri type button up shirt with all the flames on it and anime characters at the time. So I mean it Oh, was, I remember that day. I, I'm wrong. sorry, man. I didn't realize that was you. You're listening to episode 166 of PHP Ugly, the beta of podcasts. I'm your host, Tom Rideout. With me, as always, Mr. Eric Van Johnson. And not just your typical beta. This is like a Google beta, like like years and years and years of beta. Until we cancel ourselves. That's right. <laughs> Until we decide it really isn't worth the effort anymore and we just take ourselves off the air. <laughs> How's it going, Thomas? Oh, it's going all right. It's been very busy this week. Oh, oh, great. You should have a lot to talk about. I wish I did. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, this, this might be a very short show. <laughs> no, you know, I've got a, a big ticket that's, you know, maybe a three or almost four week ticket. I've been working for the last week and a half or so on a, a project that involves nesting uh price points inside of a group of price points and still accounting for the existing price points that we were selling and using the same sort of structure for it. It's, it's been a, a very interesting process. There were at least two times where I spent a couple hours going down one path and then ended up having to rewind and rethink something. So <laughs> it's been an interesting one. Uh, but keeps me busy. I like being busy. I like coding. I mean, I like when I'm busy and I like when I have stuff to do that's got a clear definition to it. That's one of the fun things about development, right? Is like, it's always a puzzle. Like, like if you're cruising through, then you're probably bored. It's when you hit these little puzzles that you have to, you have to code your way out of that. That's, that's where the excitement starts. Yeah, you know, and, and sometimes you get those Jenga functions where you've stacked things up so high to fit into a single function where you've got a billion filters and this and that. And you go, you know, this whole thing's sort of falling over if I push it too lightly. So I need to refactor this now. <laughs> well, you so, know, we have a couple things to talk about. Don't, didn't mean to cut you off there, but there's a couple uh-huh. things we need to address before we get too deep in the show. Uh, first thing, if you haven't noticed, I'm back at my home, home base, my home location. I did Not, notice uh, that. I am not broadcasting from the office. I, turns out we do have an HR department, and uh, uh, CTOs can be suspended. No. <laughs> now, uh, I, I, I've, I've slowly been building up my, my little home office again um, as time goes on. Been bought myself another webcam and stuff, and I just decided, I'm like, hey, let's, I'm, I'm going to broadcast from home today. I think I, I, think I have all the, all the parts. I have, I have this cute little... Uh, Cute little mini Yeti. Look at this thing. It's like a baby Yeti. It's uh, it's, it's small. And uh, so he, the little baby Yeti is just sitting here now. Uh, I hear, according to Daryl in uh, Discord, he says my audio is actually pretty good. It uh, is. It's quite good. And he, and he said it in, in, in a very surprising manner. Perfect <laughs> audio, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so So he's a long-time listener. But, uh, speaking specifically of long-time listeners, as a matter of fact, let's do that. We have really been doing our Patreons a disservice. 
We have slowly... Well, in, in what way? Because I can think of several ways we've done anyone who gives us money for doing this a disservice. <laughs> well, we have been slowly growing our Patreon list, and we we almost hardly ever recognize them. And the one thing we said we were going to spend the money on, which was putting together an intro for the show, we still <laughs> haven't actually done that. Well, and the lanyards. We got the lanyards out, but... Uh... Well, so that's why that's why I wanted to bring this up. We have several new Patreons. Not only do we have several new Patreons, but we have several who have been with us long enough where they have achieved their prize levels or their reward level. So I have a list of... I did a quick look-through, I believe four, that I owe, assuming they're all in the U.S., uh, all in the continental U.S., that I owe lanyards and stickers to. So I will be getting those out to you guys. I'll we can call guys. that five, actually, because I still never got my lanyard. Which one didn't you get? The lanyard. You never the got, little, a, the you never got a PHP Ugly? No, you never never set one out for me. Uh, oh, that's right. I'll bring, <laughs> I'll bring yours to, uh, I'll bring yours to uh, D.C. Oh, that makes sense. That works. I'll bring, I'll bring, you, bring you a bunch of swag to D.C., but yeah, um, I don't know what to tell you guys. We appreciate it. Uh, it, it, it. It is very rewarding to see the appreciation you guys give us. Um, I mean, thanks. Uh, if Really, I'd love to hear from, from some of you in the Patreon system. If you have some ideas on how we can show our appreciation, do you let need us, us to know. record can... less? Do you need us to record <laughs> shorter episodes or less frequently? Maybe pay for talent. Maybe that's a that's the direction you like us to go. But yeah, shit. I mean, I just couldn't. I mean, then and they're not all two dollars. I mean, they're like matter of fact, the two dollar level is our lowest level, and that's the one we have the fewest people on. Um, huh. it's just, I don't, I don't know what to say. It, it, it's, it's overwhelming. And Buttery, Buttery Crumpet has been our top pledge from the beginning. Like, he was the first one in there. He's still sticking with us. And even though he's over in, um, Japan, was it? Yes. Uh, I think, uh, I think he's donated enough where we, uh, we can send him... Uh, some swag, but man, it is just—it's incredible. I—I I just don't know what to do. So I have—I uh, need to go through and and see who I sent things to and who I didn't send things to. I think I know where the line is cut off at, but I will—I'll have to double check that. And um, and yeah, just thanks again, to everybody who who's contributing. I mean, obviously we don't. We don't beg for it. We, you know, it was kind of a goof at first, and but we do really super appreciate it. And like I said, at some point we're going to do something with it. Uh, hopefully to make the show better, and hopefully something that you all can can appreciate as well. Um, so, you know, again, if you guys have any ideas, if any if any of you have any ideas, uh, let me know. I'd love to to show our appreciation back to you. So. Thanks again for everybody supporting us on Patreon. It's been surprising. Uh, I is the only word I have for it. So thanks. Yeah. Now uh, I think the other piece of news for us is that we won't be recording the next 
two weeks. Okay, that's that's that, news for me. Or do we have no? We're recording next week, but not the week after. Well, we're we're going to. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. Virginia. So even if we well, we can definitely record next week. Next week's the tenth. Even the following week. So the following week's the seventeenth, and we're in Virginia the twenty second through the twenty fifth. So that puts a lot of pressure on us to edit the seventeenth. Are you staying a day, an extra day? No, I mean we're. The the conference is the twenty third and twenty fourth, so we're we're leaving the twenty fifth. Okay, yeah. So I think we leave. Same... I think we leave in the morning, the twenty fifth. I want. I wanted to say a day because I wanted to go to that uh, 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 NPR um, tour. Uh, did you hear about this? Did we we talked about this on the show, right? I don't. I didn't hear about this. Yeah. So I, I guess it's a. So we're talking about attending PHP World. That's that's the conference we're talking about attending. Uh, it's a t- conference that uh, we we've been going to uh, myself. I think I've been to like the last um, two or three. And actually, no, this is my second world. I'm sorry, this is my second world. I've been going to Tech before that. I just found out that it had become a regular thing that at the end of Tech, NPR hosts a Tech a one-day tech tour sort of thing where they invite the tech industry to come in and take a tour of NPR, answer questions, just have a little meet and greet and and talk to everybody. And I found out that this has been a regular thing. Um, This year, the people at PHP World made mention of it in one of the emails. I just happened to catch wind of it. So, unfortunately, I'm not there. That would be on the 25th. Uh, I'm not going to be there for that. And when I had mentioned to Oscar, the editor-in-chief of PHP Architect, I said, well, next year I know to stay an extra day. And, of course, he said, well, we can't guarantee it'll happen next year. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, basically what happens is that uh, you know, PHP Architect, uh, they do a, they do um, uh, their PHP World Conference, and then this NPR group, does a tour uh like right after the conference and it just happens i guess it just happens to align like that so so if you're going to that conference and you happen to be in the area or you happen to be staying yesterday you might want to do that but uh to answer your question so well, back yeah, to and, what we're and i'd love about. to i'd love if you guys could reach out on twitter too and let us know if you're going to be at the conference because we'd love to meet up with some listeners and hang out do something yeah, of course. Well, I'll bring uh, I'll bring stickers. I'll bring you lanyards. Uh, I apparently, I owe Thomas some of that stuff, so <laughs> I'll bring them with me to the conference. And uh, uh, if you if you run into us, if you meet us, and, and you're interested in any of that swag, uh, let us know, and we will share. We will definitely share. I'll also be um, representing the uh, PHP Architect podcast. Uh, <laughs> I will also be representing the PHP Architect podcast, which uh, John Congdon and myself do with the editor-in-chief, Oscar. I, You know, it's funny. I can't just call him Oscar. I always have to call him editor-in-chief Oscar. It's like in my contract or something. I don't know. My brain just works that way. <laughs> you you don't the editor contracts. <laughs> um, so I should have some stickers uh, for that podcast as well. Um, so hunt me down. Uh, I... I've, been told I'm pretty easy to spot in a crowd once I talk. 
Have I told you, every time I go to Laracon, somebody's like, I saw you, and I was wondering if you were this person, and I heard you talk, and I'm like, yep, that's Shokum. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't, um, I don't so know, I don't know to, if that'll work for me. I don't, I have a pretty... Back uh, to our question. All right, so we definitely record next week. Next week's only the 10th. Yeah. The following week, the 17th. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a, I, I can go either way with it. Um... Let's play it by ear, but you're right. I, I definitely think we'll skip the 24th because we will be in Virginia. Well, we might we might have a a local recording, a little get together. Who knows? Well, well, I tell you what, I don't know if I have the authority to do this, but we are 100% recording PHP Architect podcast, and um, we're working on the format. Uh, it sounds like we're gonna have just a bunch of people walking in and out. It's just going to be like a, a bunch of five, 10 minute segments. I know some people there. I could probably get you to get you in on one of those, uh, one, one of those, those little talks. segments. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, you can just like sit in the back of the room, you know, just sit <laughs> say, there. say, Hey, I, I'm on a podcast with these guys too. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure something out. So, so, yeah. Uh, I've got a question for you. Shoot. Um, have you used Laravel six much yet? Ah, uh, yes, I am. I am full throttle Laravel six right now. Like, I our biggest application. I've already migrated to Laravel six. I have all these little satellite apps that I need to get migrating. I already migrated our our little community SDPHP website to Laravel six. I, I am I am full full board Laravel six right now. So how are you liking the the biggest or the the most obvious change? What's that? Denver? No, the most obvious. <laughs> one. The most the obvious new, change. The new five hundred error reporting engine. Um. Uh, I don't have much of an opinion of it. I'm. I'm. You know. I don't know. I, I actually don't see a lot of errors, fortunately. So, uh, what? Haven't 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 come across it a whole lot. I hear there's some bells and whistles, and there's a there's a SAS that ties into it and all this. But yeah, I'm I I don't I don't get too excited about error pages. <laughs> well, it's called Flare. No, and the the SAS is called Flare. The error page is called. Um, uh, geez, what's it called? Injection or something? Or something oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Injection engine what? or something. Yeah, I know it starts with the I. I forget exactly what it's called. Yeah, but the SAS ignition for it is ignition. That's it. There you go. Welcome to the team. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. There is a SAS called Flare that I think Freck and uh, uh, Marcel, uh, Marcelo. Uh, yeah, Marcelo, right? They put together. Yeah, so they've the the company the Flair that created Ignition introduced DDD. Did you see this at all? The <laughs> dump domain driven dump die debug. So right now we have mm. DD. We have dump and die. Mm-hmm. And I use that for most of my debugging because I don't have the patience is to. It, is it dump working. and die or is it die and dump? You see, I always, I always say, hey, die. die. If, you stop, die if, 
If you die before you dump, then you don't dump anything out. You died already. No, you you die. You kill the application, then dump out what's left. Die and dump. Right? It's like, die. Kill the application and dump it out. But I think you're right. I think it is dump and die. Which, to me, I don't know. It seems like you should be die and dump. It seems seems like you should kill the application and then look at, the, look at its remains. Well, okay, we're getting off track. I'm sorry. They, they've introduced... <laughs> Dump die debug, which gives you the standard nicely formatted output, but it also gives you debug information about where you were in the code, uh, how you got to that point. It's the same kind of idea as a stack trace combined with the dump and die. So you get a lot more information out of it than you would normally get from just dying and dumping a variable. Mm. And it's pretty nice. Okay. I, I take it you've, you've been experiencing it a lot lately? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you know, so, part of my, my programming process is is throwing a DD in just to make sure I'm in the right place and calling the right stuff. So so is this something you, you put in your code? You put DDD and then... Yeah. Yeah, so it's hmm. just use it instead of DD, and it gives you the full stack trace style dump instead of just the the nicely formatted dump and of course ddd is also domain driven design so when you search yeah, it doesn't Laravel make ddd confusing. yeah when you search laravel ddd it's you know it's like jumps right out at you uh i don't even see i don't even see anything about this uh oh here we go introducing here frank has a uh as a post about it, let's uh, take a look at this together, shall we? Uh, introducing DDD, a new global helper for Laravel. If you're using Ignition, and you probably are if you're using Laravel 6, you know you have access to a new helper function that helps you debug code. Interesting. Well, that's like I just I just discovered. Um, I would like to see this in action. Is there? Does he have an example of this? Yes, he does. Perfect. Have you ever dropped into Tinker, and then type in edit? You can no. you can launch Vim within Tinker, and edit out. Why would your I do command. that? Then I then I can't even quit Tinker. No. <laughs> uh, you edit out your commands. So if you have like these long complex commands, you know you don't have to do that like one shot. You like type it all out. And then you can make sure everything's correct, and then when you hit quit, it's there in your screen. It's kind of cool. I just learned that trick. I, I was not aware of that. Okay. So DDD, today we're very excited. Now it's a new global helper. This is back in September. Oh, this is uh, 30th of September. So this just released. Yeah, and I don't right? think it's even public yet. I, th I think you have to explicitly request the, the beta branch of Ignition. Now, oh, you got to be kidding me. Really? What a pain in the ass that would be! Why would they announce it if it's not if it's not in the Laravel? Oh no, 6 it is. It is. Okay, all right. Yeah, you just have so to now, update your required for it. Dump this one now. When you hit that code in your browser, this is what you'll see: uh, debug, DD helper, uh, DD will will dump the data, show ignition, and exit. This gives you the power of DD combined. With all the great features of ignition. Um. Okay. Okay. So I see. So so it it it, it essentially 
gives you a nice, like, the same error page you would get with, uh, the same format you'd get with the error page in a dump situation. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, you can still do a stack trace. Uh, okay. I, I would use this, I think. Yeah, I can see using this. For yeah, sure. it's, it's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. How'd you, how'd you uh, stumble upon that? I don't know, man. It's just all these feeds I get. I, I, I get news from everywhere, all over my face, and I have to sort it out throughout the week. <laughs> It just you wake up, you get blobs of uh, Laravel news dripping from your uh, your face. Yep. You know, let's talk about this for a second, okay? Because it is kind of a, a topic I have that I, I wanted to bring up, and um, you know, I'm a fan of this stuff, right? Not only do I absolutely love coding, I love everything about it. And I just I enjoy the the friendships I build up and all this, and in the Laravel ecosystem specifically i have taken like uh, a certain amount of pride in like you know identifying all the talent that's out there and, and kind of keeping an eye on it i mean and i do this for a very real very business reason um i like to know who's out there i like to know who's doing what and i always feel like i'm i'm pretty good at it. now there's there's always the laravel the laravel core group is very clicky uh, we've talked about it on the show before. They've even embraced mm-hmm. this with their whole elite status. Uh, they think, you know, they're, yes. you know, they're smug and being ironic about it. And whatever. I've given up caring about it. When, like I said, once I realized that they weren't trying to build so much of a community as an ecosystem, I'm fine with whatever they want to do. But with that said, I've always felt like I've been pretty good at spotting other people who may not be in that inner circle doing good stuff. A, an example of that, well, I got several. I mean, my my Canadian buddies, uh, the stuff Sean does at Lair Chat. Yep. Uh, I mean, that guy, that guy worked hard to establish a very community-driven, information-sharing, open you know, welcoming group and he gets very little recognition for it, especially now. I mean, it's like you almost never hear about Lara, Lara chat anymore, Lara Slack anymore. Um, and, and he's still there. He's still grinding away. He, he doesn't get anything out of it, um, except ignored and he grinds way out of it. We talked about, uh, again, another good friend of the show, Matt Lance, who, uh, runs the Laravel collective. Uh, Occasionally, you'll hear about the Laravel Collective, but doesn't really get the appreciation I feel like he deserves for keeping these packages going. Uh, we have a local uh, developer here, um, Tony Lee, uh, who has uh, Dev Dojo, which is a very similar site to uh, Laracast. Uh, the guy makes these great videos. Uh, he creates these great packages. He he created uh, one of the better uh, admin panels for Laravel uh, that Nova you know went up against. Um, uh, he's created several several packages. Uh, full disclosure: Tony, Tony Lee, um, Matt Lance are both 
Patreon supporters of this show, so it, they're not paying me to say this stuff. They're just how I feel. I, I, I've known these these people for a long time. I, I've watched what they've done. And there's several, several, several other people out there very much like him that, that you know, sometimes they're out on the fringes. Sometimes they're they're you know they're pushing a little bit more into into the mainstream of Laravel, but they hardly ever get the recognition. Um, it, it's very seldom do I get blindsided by somebody like somebody says, "Hey, look at what this person's doing," and I I'm like, "Holy crap! What is this? Who is this person, dude? This happened to me this week, and I think you're going to really appreciate this." Uh, I stumbled across a YouTube channel. I, I guess it's a it's a website as well uh, called uh, Coders Tape. This person, I don't know if it's one person. I don't know if there's a couple people. Uh, the one one person who I, I I had to do a little digging around, and the one person I'm pretty sure who who does the the videos and who's behind most of this is Vic, Victor Gonzalez. He has a YouTube channel called Coder's Tape. If you are a Laravel developer who has been developing for some time, check out this guy's channel. He has some of the absolute best advanced Laravel tutorials. He was doing, of course, I'm going to talk about him, and I don't have his YouTube channel open. Let me... Let me open it up real fast, that way I can share it with you guys. I have been going through his videos now for the last couple of days, and uh, he does, let's see, he has a few a series here. He, he has your, your, your basic uh, Laravel stuff, Laravel for beginners. He has some view stuff, but he has Laravel 6 Advance. He talks about uh, service containers, um, advanced uh, view composers, polymorphic relationships, uh, my my personal favorite uh, coding pattern, which is uh, the repository pattern. I'm trying to get this bigger on the screen, but this, there it goes. So I still don't like there the repository go. pattern. I love the repository pattern, and screw you for not knowing what you're talking about. <laughs> but this he has a whole series on test-driven Laravel. These are, I'm you know, heaven forbid. We would never say poorly of the the Don himself, the Godfather, Jeffrey Way. Hands down, you know, he has his thing going on. But I, I have found myself, a lot of people turn me on to Laravel tutorials and people who are making them. And a is lot of a, times is that a I compliment will, when they do that? <laughs> hey, you, you know really you should, should watch this person tutorials. <laughs> maybe you can learn a few things but I usually go there and I'll, I'll watch a few and I'm like you know I'll make a determination yeah they know what they're talking about that's, that's actually how I one of the, the ways I, I got to know Tony better uh, is I went to a site I'm like alright yeah this guy knows what he's talking about I would definitely direct people to these tutorials and a lot of times I just I stopped watching them halfway through because so many of them were for beginners. These advanced tutorials, my goodness, they are really informative. Um, I want to, I, I really want to get into some of his other courses. And again, I don't know if it's always the same person. And he definitely doesn't have the silky smooth sounds of the Jeffrey Way. 
but you know sometimes you need the you need the rougher rougher edges uh but he's very very easy to understand uh very clear spoken uh much better speaker than I am for sure um check check out these these videos Thomas I think I think you will definitely benefit from them yeah I'll have to check this out I mean I definitely need to look at some view tutorials oh and in a piece of surprising events when I wanted to so prepare, preparing for the show I wanted to make sure dev dojo was actually still online because there's nothing more embarrassing talking about how great this site was, and you go there, and they're they're not there anymore. There are many um, more embarrassing things. Not only is it still online, and not only are they still making videos, but uh, he would never admit it in public. Friend of the show, Michael Dorinda, actually has recorded a couple of videos for him. So the the two latest videos on Dev Dojo was were from Michael Dorinda, which I always nice. thought I thought that was cool. I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of the Aussie. I think he, uh, I think he says nice things every now and then. Yeah, we we like him, but we would never, you know, group him in with us for his sake. <laughs> no, he's de- definitely classier than that. So yeah, that was my little, that was my little tangent. I'll, I'll put uh, I'll put all that information in the show notes for anybody interested, including uh, Dev do- Dojo stuff. So I guess we should have started some show notes. That that would have been a good idea. So we have some drama going on. Okay. Have you been Does following involve- internals very much? Uh, no, you know, I, I run so hot and cold with that. I start following it like religiously every day, just getting on that externals, especially now that they have that externals website, and then I lose it again. So, so the short answer is no, I have not. Internals has been completely chaotic. There's been so much fighting about what the future of PHP is, who owns the rights to PHP, who gets to make decisions and how decisions are made. And one of the frequent contributors, Zeev, published an RFC for preventing distractions from the internals group, which was basically (laughs) an RFC that would shut down any dramatic change ever or discussion of dramatic change to the system. But it's been... It's been chaos. Um, people are questioning the RFC process. People are questioning who has authority to the name PHP. Uh, wow. Who has the rights to fork off PHP and make their own version? And it's it's well, it's open source. Anybody has that right? Well, they'll fight about it. Uh, yeah. It has calmed down in the last few days, from what I can tell. But it really is. It really was a mess for a while, for, for about two weeks. And the last I've seen a mention of any of this sort of chaos is the 27th of September. Mm-hmm. So it's been a quiet few days, but mm-hmm. it really is interesting. I mean, to the point where, where Rasmus has had to get into things and say, hey, listen, here's, really? here's the license, here's how things are. Like, you guys can fight all you want about it, but here's the, the cold hard facts, and it's been interesting. Uh, I wished, I really wish there was a breakdown outside of just the internals website, because there's a threaded internals website that you were referencing, mm-hmm. but there's no one really blogging about this and breaking down what the conversations are and how they should be handled. 
But that's that's been pretty chaotic. And then today, uh, or I'm sorry, yesterday, there's a bit of chaos at Stack Overflow. Have you have you seen any of that? No. Uh, so there is a an admin at Stack Overflow who was apparently fired, and or a moderator. And then I guess a bunch of other moderators started resigning in protest. Uh, there's also some issue with licensing changes. Um, there was a, a retroactive content license change that a lot of the moderators disagreed with and claimed might actually license, be illegal. License for license for what? You said Stack Overflow, right? That's what you said? Yeah, the whole Stack Exchange system, actually. Okay, license for what? What? I need more information, man. Uh, I it's it's hard to follow because the people who are talking about it are talking about it on Stack Overflow, and it's getting <laughs> a bit moderated. But uh, the on the fifth, Stack Exchange said that they were moving to uh, CCC by the CCC by SA license, which is the share alike license. Okay. I guess they're upgrading from the 3.0 license to the 4.0 license. The okay. it's strange. Um, I, a lot of moderators uh, who pay, paid employees didn't like the change. Didn't like not being consulted on the change because their work was under this license. It looks like one person was fired, and in response, six fifteen people resigned. Wow, that's pretty serious. Um, and, and still, we don't have any understanding of. I mean, I'm tr- I'm trying to follow the story here, but I don't understand the drama. Like, what what don't people like about a license that Stack Overflow is? Sounds like they're upgrading to from a th- license three to. It's very it's a very you know disjointed story. I'm not sure I'm hearing enough to care about any of it. I'm sorry. Yeah. And- <laughs> A lot, a lot of this is under confidentiality agreements, so there's not a lot, not a new information. They just got a new CEO uh, on the 24th. So I think people are upset about a lot of different changes coming from Stack Overflow, and it looks like a lot of people got, got upset about it and took action by just quitting. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, so so first thing, be perfectly clear, has nothing to do with PHP. The drama that, that was going on with PHP internals, that was something completely different. Interesting topic, though, um, and one I had thought to bring up a couple weeks back and actually avoided it because it seemed like for a long time we were like, you know, we it was perceived that we were Laravel bashing a lot. And, you know, we were just, you know, expressing a lot of our frustrations with a lot of things in the Laravel ecosystem. And like I said, I, I had changed a lot of my attitudes when I had come to some realizations. Uh, and then I think of recent weeks, we have been pretty pro Laravel. I've been, you know, praising Vapor, very happy with the fact that they're on Zip Server, very happy uh, with Laravel 6. But are you proud to announce our new sponsor? We have a sponsor? Laravel. What? <laughs> we've, we've been very pro Laravel because now they're giving us money. Oh, no, no. Matter of fact, we give them a lot of money, right? I mean, I can't even tell you how many of, of Taylor's services Diego Dev pays for. Um, we've actually seriously thought about becoming sponsors of the framework. As a matter of fact, we had that conversation again this week. We don't know if there's a business benefit to it. We feel like you know maybe there would be, but um, 
not necessarily one that we particularly needed today. There is a avenue for us to go to become sponsors of the Laravel framework, and we continue to toy with that idea. Uh, we have sponsored Laravel conferences. Uh, we're we're sponsoring. We're a sponsor of uh, Laravel AU. We're definitely fair. I mean, again, we have a business right now because of Laravel. We've we made a decision early on to focus on Laravel development. We got a lot, you know, a lot of clients, a lot of applications built on it. And now, for better or for worse, worse, you know, this is our world, right? So we. You know, of course, we're going to strive to make it better. We definitely don't want to see it fail. Um, but that was like always our biggest gripe with things like Simver. It's like, listen, this is this should be a no brainer. Why is this, you know, such a pain point for us to embrace? Let's move this to Simver, and you know, it finally did, and we're happy about that. But I saw very much like the Laravel elite, the you know, the 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 words that they'll throw around and and. It's some internal joke that, you know, whatever. Again, not a big fan of it, but they can have it, right? Um, but I started, I started to see, and again, I don't know the seriousness of it, but it did get me thinking. And of course, there are always people on the outside of the fringes who see these core people having these sort of conversations, whether... They're serious about it or they're not serious about it, they latch on to them. And they have a tendency to get out of control. And this one did it. As a matter of fact, it's finally died down. So I'm almost not wanting to talk about it. But it was brought up several times about how Laravel is bigger than PHP. Like Laravel is the language now. And. What? Oh, man. I could point you to a lot of tweets from some people who are very high up in the Laravel community kind of expressing this. And I always, I'm like, I hope they're being tongue-in-cheek. Like, they don't really have this, you know, kind of thought like, okay, we're, you know, that that was one of the ones that the, the um, what was the, the one where the pirates take over the tanker? He goes, I, you know, I'm I'm the captain now. And it was it was his yeah. meme because we're the language now. We're the language now. It's like, man, uh, somebody, you know, Taylor really needs to go talk to like WordPress and Drupal because they've all been there. And <laughs> you know, it's and Symphony. Yeah, it's like you know, it, he can go. He can go speak to the grave of Zend. <laughs> it's like appreciate who you are, embrace it. That's fine, but don't be cocky about it. You know, don't ever think you're bigger than the, than the language. It's like, just don't, and, and don't even betray that, because even though you might be doing it tongue-in-cheek, the minions... Unless, unless you're Ruby on Rails. Unless, well, that would, and, and I, th- I think, I, I think it's, that's, that's the parallel that he's, he's, that, that, nah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not implying Taylor did any of this, but that's the, that's the no, parallel no. that a lot of people were trying to, to put out there is, yeah, you don't you don't you don't think of Ruby. You think of Ruby on Rails. You know, you don't think of PHP. You think of Laravel. But again, a lot of solutions have taken that role. I mean, even today, I mean, we're deep in the Laravel world. We see how much it has blown up over the years. But you step outside the Laravel world, 
people, there are still straight up people who think PHP is WordPress. So, you know, yeah, there'll be clients who come to us I've, and we're like, well, you know, we specialize in PHP. Oh, that means you would do a WordPress site for us. Nope. <laughs> not at all. Not in the so we actually We actually specialize in, in Laravel. But yeah, I mean, there there's flat out people out there to this day who think WordPress is PHP. And, and to a degree, Drupal, you know, has a lot of those same luxuries of, uh, you know, they have a huge community, a huge Drupal, you know, a huge Drupal ecosystem. And to a lot of businesses, Drupal is PHP. I've seen it die down. I can I can dig up some of the tweets for you. I've seen it die down, fortunately. But I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, please. I, I'd like you to dig up some of those tweets because I'd like to respond to some. Okay, I I know a couple of people who I can pull out specifically, and I will I will hunt them down uh, later tonight for you. I won't do it on the show. Um, but yeah, I I will find some for you. As a matter of fact, I think one of I think That's... one of them is the person you you recently became a fan of. I can't I can't be sure, but I think I think she uh, I think she posted one like that. I think I think she did. So I'll, I'll see if she did, and uh, I'll send you hers. If you, if you want to talk shit, I'll have to. See if you want to talk shit to somebody, you can talk to her. You. <laughs> hey, I I like I said last week. You don't. Don't fuck with the women in the PHP community. <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, some some interesting news this week. Uh, we sort of stopped following it because it got just so depressing to follow. But net neutrality got a court of appeals ruling this oh, week. Oh no, I totally didn't see this. It's kind of weird that it it was big news for about two hours that day. And then Nancy Pelosi did something. I can't remember exactly what. Started some kind of committee. He's the president? Or, I don't know. Just read <laughs> things out there. Something like, yeah, something else took the attention away from this. Uh, but the uh, appeals court decided that the FCC, uh, well, one of the opinions of one of the judge's opinions was that the FCC's justification for reclassifying broadband is, quote, unhinged from the realities of modern broadband services. Mm-hmm. However, all of the three judges in the case agreed that the FCC did have the authority to do this, despite it being uh, completely unhinged from reality, and that they weren't in the position to strip that authority away from the FCC. However, they did clarify that the FCC did not have the authority to restrict states' rights as far as net neutrality goes. So the FCC's net neutrality repeal, which tried to say that states couldn't institute net neutrality either, has been rejected. Oh. So right now it's – we're under a, a similar law to alcohol and cigarettes and that kind of thing where it's the state's rights to define net neutrality, but the federal stance is hmm. there is no such thing. Uh, California and New York acted quickly. They are going to be instituting their own versions of net neutrality. I assume Colorado is going to be doing that as well because Colorado is on the forefront Mm -hmm. of community-funded broadband. So outside of that, the next court to take this up is going to be the Supreme Court. Yeah, I think our country has a few other things on its mind right now. (laughs) They're not so worried about net neutrality anymore, unfortunately. 
It does, unfortunately. Yeah, Bernie had a, a stints put in place, and Ginsburg is mm-hmm. is holding in by a thread. It's we're in a very yeah. interesting time. Uh, who who knows what's going to be going on this time next week? Oh, it, things are moving really fast. It's bizarre. Right I, I know. I know. We we made a pledge not to talk about politics on this show, but it's like the stuff that comes up. You're like, okay, well, at least he will. Sh- at least he'll shut up for a while until all this blows over. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Complete literal. No, that talks about it at a press conference. <laughs> he he. Went to a press conference and said, yeah. hey, you know what? China, exactly. you guys want to help out? You're welcome to, too. Like, no, no, they're not. There's, there's a specific line in the Constitution that says I, I they're not. I don't know what this world is I live in right now. Yeah, I know. It was amazing to me. Amazing. Oh, man. All right, we can't. Yeah. Well, and it's getting it's getting so polar. And I've I've asked my parents... What happened when Nixon resigned? Because he had to have had a similar mm-hmm. situation where a lot of people were supporting it. How did they come to grips with the end result? And my parents just said, you know what? It's cognitive dissonance. Really? When, when the whole thing was over, they walked away and said, I was never much of a fan of his anyways. And no matter what they had said, no matter what they had actually said during his tenure, when the whole thing had blown over, they said, you know what? He wasn't such a good guy, and I was never really such a fan of him, but he was the only guy we had. You know, what's what's like, really... See, we're going to start talking about politics. All right, where are we at with time here? Cause, so we'll move on to some other... We'll move on to another ticket that I've had sitting in my, in my queue for a while. Symphony has introduced the string object type. What does the string object type, type do? It casts strings the same way that, that Java would, where you can... What's the what, what, what's the benefit of that? Chaining mostly mm-hmm. instead of having okay, nesting okay. functions, you have chaining methods, which is nice. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it clarifies the flow of the code much better. Uh, so if you have a string and you need to remove the tags from it, lowercase it, uh, URL encode it, and then uh, bcrypt it or whatever, mm-hmm. then you just see it executed in that order. The pull request for it here is uh, a new component for object-oriented strings management with an abstract mm-hmm. unit system. So you can actually define strings as grapheme strings or binary strings. Grapheme strings are unicode and binary strings are not, but it gives you lots and lots of functions, lots and lots of tools. I don't know why I thought about this, but have you done anything else with GraphQL? You know, I haven't done much with GraphQL, but I am in the process of going through my MongoDB stuff, and that just ties in with GraphQL so well that I might mm. end up proposing using GraphQL for that. You know, we we have this big Greenfield app, and we're I mean days away from launch right now. Uh, it's really up to the up to the the client to say, okay, let's let's push this thing out. But it's like every day that goes by, I'm like, oh man, I, I really want to slip some GraphQL in there. I mean, we. We we are we've already defined a bunch of endpoints for internal applications, and I, I'm just so itching. Just and, and it's not like we can't retrofit it, right? I mean, it's not like it's uh it changes anything about the logic of the underlying application. It changes all the routing, though. GraphQL well, only has one endpoint, right? 
but it's a GraphQL endpoint, right? So so your other endpoints can actually live live alongside it. That's kind of my point. It's like right, you could yeah, you could have your existing endpoints point right. So I'm I'm like thinking I'm, I I I keep thinking is like man I I'm just like I'm I, we have so much that we need to get done, and this is not something the client's asking for. Not even something that he really they're, they're even aware of, but man, I I, I, I really want to get down there. More than that, I would say the learning the learning curve for GraphQL is pretty sharp. You think it is though, really? Having actually created a GraphQL application uh-huh. from scratch off of tutorials, it's really nice to have these plugins that'll tell you, "Hey, that query doesn't work or doesn't make sense." Those can only help you out sometimes. Sometimes the syntax just gets you wrong and it's just too different to wrap your head around quickly. And I had plenty of times where I didn't understand that a key had to be sent along or I didn't understand that that this has parentheses but this doesn't have parentheses because it's requesting a, a method of a GraphQL object instead of a property of a GraphQL object. Like that stuff got real confusing real fast. Mm-hmm. And like I had three months to learn GraphQL in my spare time and write this application. Mm-hmm. So I was very fortunate because I had d- decided to write it for a presentation and we had two bomb cyclones hit my city two months in a row on the day before the meetup. Mm-hmm. I remember all those So days. I mean, I really was, I was working this thing hard and I became pretty good at it, but I still would not say I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I were to make a JSON endpoint and a resource to a, a model that I have in Laravel, boom, 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 done. I can I can throw that together in a half an hour. Yeah, but but I I don't think I don't think GraphQL is that much to get your head around. I mean, well, I don't know. The syntax can be picky. Well, once you under, yeah, well, that's it. Once you understand picky. the syntax, once you understand it's. You know, it's a database query, right? You're you're querying a data store. I don't know. I loved it, man. I absolutely loved you, it. Kind of. You're you're querying a data store and getting an object back, and you can query the object before you get it back. So you can do these these things that are very advanced, very cool. Um, but you have to understand how it is you're dealing with the object in your head because you're manipulating data before you've even seen the data mm-hmm. and not in the way that MySQL does. MySQL treats it as functions that wrap columns, but GraphQL treats it as methods on an object that you haven't retrieved. Mm. So it's, it's a similar syntax to SQL, but turned into an object language. I don't need to get back into it. I need to get back into GraphQL. I, I, I did a uh, deployment of it and uh, I think I even did a talk on it, right? I feel like I did a talk on it. Well, check out my Lighthouse application because I, I built it over three months and it's uh, self-working. It really walks you through bit by bit. Is it is it an open repo? Yeah, it's uh, twriteout slash lighthouse. Yeah, I'll check it out. GitHub.com. Uh, and the whole thing uh, it includes, it's a Laravel application, includes migrations and data seeders. Um, so you just have to do install, I, I believe, I even copied over my app install code. Throw it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, I'll throw that in the show notes. Um, and it's pretty self-working. Uh, I'll edit it to have the um, actual presentation in there as well, so you can walk through the, res- the presentation step by step. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm still very proud of that repo. It's got a lot of handwritten code and very little uh, 
copy paste from Stack Overflow. <laughs> Very little copy paste. Yeah, and it has a security All alert. Right, man. And it has a security alert, of course. Everything has a security alert in GitHub now. The way it, that's the way it rolls. There we go. Just merge it. Confirm. There we go. No more security alerts. It's now the most secure repo on GitHub. All right, man. All right, we need to wrap this up. All right, it's been I got, a pleasure. I got, I got, uh, I got feet to walk now to my uh, to my bed. I don't have to. I don't have to lock up the office now before I leave. So that's nice. You can just take the one wheel over too, just from straight from the office I'm, into I'm bed. Out there, man. I'm telling you. I. It, what's funny is every time I leave the office at whatever hour at night it is, midnight or whatever, there's like a handyman there, and I know he's got to think we're doing something shady, like. Because the whole complex, the whole office park is closed, and then here I come popping out of the one corner suite, <laughs> the one suite that doesn't have any windows. I come popping. Well, it doesn't have any windows in the front. We have a couple of windows, but uh, I come popping out of it, and you know he's locked down the courtyard and everything, and I'm I'm unlocking everything to get out. <laughs> he's got to think we're shady as hell. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you and I were very big guys, but we're teddy bear big. We're not. Intimidating. You're very teddy bear. Teddy bear big. I like that. I like that. I think I think when people see me late at night, they just think, What's this nerd doing? <laughs> I, I, I have I haven't been I haven't been told that. I, I have I've been told that I have a very unapproachable face. <laughs> I mean my wife loves me, she says. She says she loves me, but you know. <laughs> so I've had the I've had the opposite. I've had people yell nerd at me just driving past me on the street. Really? That's something that still happens. Yeah. Well, I had I had that Guy Fieri type button up shirt with all the flames on it and anime characters at the time. So I mean, it oh, was, I remember that day. I, I'm wrong. sorry, man. I didn't realize that was you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Yeah, I was carrying a box of magic cards. We need to call this. We need to. Hey, you coming to PHP World? You need. You going to show me how to play magic? Oh God, I could. I, I, I I'm told that's a thing, I man. I don't know. I, I'm. I don't. It's it is one of the grossest money sinks you'll ever discover. Really? For cards? How much do these yeah. cards cost? Oh yeah. Uh I think uh Black Lotus right now is twenty thousand dollars. What the hell's a black lotus? Is that a card or a card set? It's a card. Twenty eight thousand dollars, yeah. But one card. Yeah, tap for uh three mana of any color. I don't know what any of that word any of those words mean put together like that in a non porn sense. Oh I'm sorry, it's not even tap, it's play as an interrupt. Yeah. So, all right, maybe I don't need to learn it. Yeah, they're, maybe they're I don't expensive. need to learn it. It sounds like there's like a lot of rules, a lot, <laughs> a lot of words to put together. I struggle with the English language. Uh, well, that's that's the fun thing is that there's very few rules, except that every card has its own rules on it, so the rules change dramatically as you play. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, right. thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you to all of our Patreons. Episode 166. Uh, uh, Eric Eric will get your lanyards and stuff yes, out to you. I will. I promise. Okay, this has been episode 166. Uh, I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm Tom Rideout. Keep, Keep it, it ugly. ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsors, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. That's www.diegodev.com. Show notes and RSS feeds can be found at www.phpugly.com. 
Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at PHP Ugly or join us in our Discord channel. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast listener. A rating of five stars is always appreciated. Until next time, keep it ugly. Ugly.